Hear all of our previously aired broadcasts of News for the Soul online at newsforthesoul.com. Now let's get back to the show. And it's time. It's me time with Victoria. I think we all need it today more than ever. (laughs) Victoria, let's get you to come back on and reintroduce yourself, your show, and what's up for today. Welcome back. Hello there, and welcome to me time. That was a gong for everybody. This is an hour of your day to relax your mind, lift your soul, and listen to some healing sounds to improve your life. Meditation time is a reminder to always take time for yourself and just breathe. Everything gets better with meditation. As always, I'm so happy to be here with you once a month to share meditation, sound healing, and Reiki energy with all my listeners. I am Victoria, and I will be hosting this hour, so whatever you're doing, keep listening. Today will be very informative. First, I'm going to dig into our root chakra. It's important to have an aligned root chakra. I will be playing my crystal bowl that goes to work specifically in aligning the root chakra with the higher chakras in our bodies. Second, I've been interested and curious about releasing energetic binds. So I'd like to share the simple and fun way to do this to create space to live our potential full life by cutting cords and releasing energetic binds. And thirdly, over Thanksgiving, I was thinking about a topic for today's show, and going into it, of course, I am going to pick being a grateful and have gratitude and how beneficial living a life of gratitude can be. Lastly, I'm going to have a meditation. It's a 10-minute gratitude meditation to guide you over the last 10 minutes of our time together, and I want to send you into the new year with an attitude of gratitude. I definitely practice being gracious all year long, but it's always a great resolution to do better. So I'm so excited, so let's get started. Before I go into the root chakra, I just wanted to say that embarking on a journey of self-discovery and well-being, it often leads us to exposure to sound healing and sound healing modalities these days. At its core, Sound healing operates on the principle that vibrations produced by sound can influence the physical, emotional, and mental aspects of our being. Everything in the universe, including our bodies, vibrates at a specific frequency. When these frequencies fall out of balance, it can lead to stress, discomfort, or illness. The various tools, such as singing bowls, tuning forks, and gongs, produce distinct frequencies that resonate with different parts of the body, and by exposing yourself to these harmonious vibrations, you can promote a sense of relaxation and equilibrium. The benefits of sound healing can be stress reduction, pain management, improved sleep, enhanced mood, mind, and body connection. Healing with sound offers a holistic approach to well-being accessible to beginners and seasoned practitioners alike. By embracing the power of vibrations, you can cultivate a sense of harmony in your life. Experiment with different sounds, be mindful of their effects, 
and let the gentle waves of healing sounds guide you on your journey to wellness. So when it comes to the root chakra, let me just explain. There are seven chakras in our body, and the root chakra is the lowest chakra. This is the foundation of all other chakras. Another name that it's called by is the Moladhara. Mola meaning root and Adhara meaning support. This chakra is also referred to as the base center, the tail of the chakra, the root center, or the first chakra. The color red is associated with the root chakra and it represents life energy, passion, and strength. This life energy, passion, and strength is all the responsibility of an open and balanced root chakra. The symbolic animals related to this chakra, such as elephant, bull, or oxen, all of which remind us of the stability and strength related to this energy center. The energy of the root chakra is also related to the times of sunset, and sunrise. Fun fact, all of our chakras are fully activated during the phase of the full moon. The full moon is my favorite. I love looking at every full moon. Our root chakra lies at the base of our spinal cord, and it supplies the pelvic region and the large and small intestines with energy. It also governs the skeleton, which gives us stability in our legs and feet, the teeth and nails, blood formation, our digestion, and the sciatic nerve are all influenced by the root chakra. It's through the root chakra that our energy is connected to that of the earth. Through no other chakra do we draw as much energy from earth as through the root chakra. For this reason, the root chakra is considered the source of our life energy Kundalini energy and the power of creativity resides resides in the root chakra. With this chakra awakening, it gives us strength for living. The feeling to trust and security are central themes of the root chakra. It represents the will to live and the sense of self and preservation. With an open root chakra, it's easy to be secure in your existence in the world. You are steady on your feet and not easily thrown by the circumstances around you. We should all strive for a strong foundation. We will also develop greater understanding of other people, especially when we can view them in the context of their own chakra development. So the root chakra connects us to earth, like we were discussing earlier, and it's a source of our will to live. And from it arises our life force. It is as it is. We're the glue that binds humans and physical, mental, and spiritual beings to the life of the planet. The root chakra is responsible for the material basis of our being, our instinct. For self-preservation, this ensures our physical survival. Now, for root chakra personalities, you might recognize some of these in yourself. The keystone is survival and material security. Their need for stability and security ensures that they do not lose themselves in ethereal dreaming. 
They are rooted in the earth and the natural world. They feel themselves to be part of nature, and it is there that they find their true home. They have no need for verbal explanations or theories. They are secure in the underlying confidence that the energy of the root chakra provides. People whom the root chakra is dominant want to be as secure as possible. They are devoted to personal well-being, a comforting home environment, a stable life, and a secure career. Root personalities are naturally conservative. They concern themselves with essential nature and good health. The professions that are most suitable for this personality type are those that require practicality and a connection to nature. Such people will have good success as gardeners, builders, or craftspeople. They might also excel in sports or find sculpture or landscape architecture to be vehicles for self-expression. Root chakra personalities are especially gifted at relating to animals. That's wonderful. I love animals. So they're also capable of making a lot of money, although the relationship to wealth does not always bring out the best side of their character. A well-developed root chakra is the best starting point for the full unfolding of one's life energy. When these seeds are planted in the fertile ground of the harmonious development of the entire root chakra system, then the root chakra personality with the strength of purpose and stamina is well on the way to making a mark on the world. The strength of the root chakra personality can also lead to danger when it is not harnessed in the proper direction. The greatest dangers such personalities face are egotism and a lack of self-control. Periods of self-centeredness is a great hindrance along the spiritual path. If we only look after our own interests, we will find it difficult to recognize that ultimately all beings are one by fixating on the tiny part of the world that is the personal self, self, we lose a sense of the richness of possibilities that surround us. The root chakra personality is subject to powerful physical urges when its energy is not mitigated by the influence of the other chakras. These urges can lead to unhealthy relationships with the basic necessities of life, especially food. This is not very negative without the problem of egotism. When the two are combined, it can lead to very unfortunate consequences. The aggressive assertion of one's own interests can lead to an extremely difficult habit to take and not give back. This reinforces an even deepening character imbalance. People with a particular kind of fear and an imbalanced root chakra will quickly be triggered when material needs and desires are withheld or threatened. Self-centeredness and lack of self-control simply aggravate the problem. At a psychological level, people will encounter the basic lack of trust that is expressed in all other levels. The initial causes of this misfortune usually lie in early childhood. People who are unwanted, neglected, or abandoned, or worse, treated cruel or abused. These people have a hard time learning to trust others in themselves or in life in general. 
They have suspicious caution to them, always keeping their guard up. They can protect their fear on concrete things and develop phobic reactions to such things as spiders or dogs. Due to the fear, people so affected can be overly dependent on others. This seems to provide a sense of security. Ideally, they can then be helped to strengthen the root chakra and become more self-reliant. A poorly developed root chakra can also manifest itself in, as indecisiveness, the sense of being easily overwhelmed by difficulties, and going from one crisis to the next. Oh, wow, some people just like drama and it follows them, you think, but maybe it's a root chakra alert. <laughs> so in healing, one should direct their awareness and attention to the earth. They need to learn to develop trust in being and become aware of their own physical physicality and then deepen connections to the natural world. Now to the better side of the situation. Having a healthy root chakra provides a sense of basic trust and the struggle for survival. When we begin to gently regulate the energy of the root chakra and remove blockages, we find that many different complaints are alleviated. Chakra work supports the body's own healing power when its natural balance has been lost. Realigning the root chakra, it can improve so many things, digestive disorders, hemorrhoids, constipation, lower back pain, sciatica, skeletal problems, osteoporosis in the legs and feet, varicose veins, anemia, and other blood disorders, stress-induced ailments, and allergic reactions. Negative characteristics will manifest themselves more intensely when the root chakra alone is strongly developed and other centers have blockages. These blockages are weakening the root. The best way to avoid this pitfall is to pay greater attention to other surrounding chakras above the root. The most effective for root chakra personalities is to strengthen and care for the complementary chakra, which is the crown chakra. These are all very common ailments. And just to prove that the root chakra is worth looking into some energy healing modalities, find some balancing and some Reiki or energy modalities that you feel drawn to. The joy I receive from providing energy healing to people is knowing that someone will improve in their life and they will notice the difference and pursue more knowledge about keeping their chakra systems healthy through meditation, Reiki, and sound healing. This over time, by working on the first chakra, will bring an improved awareness to the body. In certain cases, it is especially important to arouse the energies of the root chakra and in this way, recover your inner balance. This is a list, and it's kind of like a checkup. So when you know you will need to work on your root chakra, like if you're feeling lost or you've lost trust in life, if you don't feel at home in your own body, if you worry about the future and meeting your obligations, if you feel like you're losing your emotional footing, if you are easily overwhelmed by life, if you feel chronically tired or lacking in energy, 
if you don't exercise enough, if you often feel cold or have cold hands and feet, if your digestion isn't working properly, if you have problems with your colon, if you have a tendency towards back pain or suffer from sciatica or have recently thrown your back out. For best results in strengthening the root chakra, one should undergo, in my opinion, a week-long series of sessions using different methods of healing energy modalities. With my clients, I usually start out with a Reiki session and some touch modalities and then a tuning fork session, followed by a nice, long sound bath and meditation. It will be amazing after the healing sessions. And the affirmations that you use and that I share, it just improves the sense of your well-being. And you'll feel at home in your body, and you will trust in the power of life. Speaking of balance, that was a great balance of information about the root chakra and all my learning along the way in my healing journey. I'm going to play the bowl of the root chakra for you. us to our root chakra so I know it's hard some of us living in concrete jungles to find time to go in nature and walk barefoot on the earth it's just such a wonderful grounding experience
related to the root chakra is usually the largest bowl you'll see when you walk into a room for a sound bath. The big deep sound. Think of the color red. that resonates great with everybody. Next, I'm going to discuss the releasing energetic binds. Some call it cutting cords. Um, Cutting cords is a very common practice in both spiritual and secular traditions. The practice of cord cutting helps us recover energy that has been lost and to reestablish healthy energetic boundaries. To explore the practice of cutting energy cords, we enter into a relationship with someone, whether it's family, friends, intimate partner, colleague, someone we have regular dealings with, or even an individual that you meet in passing. We develop energetic cords. Now, these cords are not necessarily bad. They actually help us to form connection and understanding with one another. Need a sip of water. So when we're connected energetically, we perceive on a much deeper level, and we have the ability to tune into the energy of another. We're all energy beings. I say that all the time. While we tend to interact with the world through our five physical senses, the truth is that our primary means of relating is energetically As we move through our lives, growing, learning, evolving, we must necessarily let go of which no longer serves us. When we let go, we create space. This space is that of potential and possibility. Making the transitions by letting go. You can think of this like many small steps of transition. Each day we are evolving, learning and growing beyond what we once were holding on to what would prevent us from moving forward. If we were to continue accumulating all of the leftovers from every past thought, action, and experience, we would be heavily weighted down by the burden of it all. When we transition from one way of being to another, whether that is via relationship with another person or simply how we relate to life, It is necessary to let go of what no longer is helpful. In terms of relationships with others, we tend to hold on to much more than is healthy for us energetically, physically, and even spiritually. Cutting energy cords helps to remove 
through transition without the burden of carrying the weight of the past. It frees us to move forward with lightness and a sense of openness. So combating, combating an energy deficit. Cutting energy cords doesn't apply just to past relationships or relationships that are draining you. We can also choose to cut cords in our present relationships, even those that are really great for us. As a way of continually cleansing the energy between us and creating space for new energy. You can visualize an energetic cord as a tube connecting us to another person with energy flowing within the tube. If the cord is depleting us, energy will be flowing away from us. If the cord is feeding us, energy will be flowing toward us. At times, this energy flow may seem very helpful. We we can share our energy with someone who seems to need it, and we can receive energy when we feel depleted. But we need to watch out for the potential of energy imbalance that occurs when we maintain this connection for too long. Or if we are giving our energy when we don't have the energy to give. Oftentimes, even long after relationships have ended, we maintain these energetic cords that can be so subtle that we don't even know that we're there. But an accumulation of cords for many people and the slow depletion of energy over time creates an energy deficit. So cutting cords, where did my picture go? Cutting cord rituals, how to release energy cords. While we are a culture that likes to try to think our way through things, in order to regain the energy that we have lost through cord connections, we must energetically engage. There are many ways to cut cords and establish energetic boundaries. A few I will present to you now. The first one I was going to show you, I can't find the picture, but if you have a pen and paper and you're sitting there at home, you can do this. If not, just listen. (laughs) So if you draw on a piece of paper, two stick figures, and it's one is named you and one is named the person that you want to cut the connections with. And then you draw little lines around, draw a circle around each of you and then little lines going through where the energy is coming through to all of your whole body. Now draw a circle around both of you and the little energy lines that are going through all of the, the whole picture of you guys. Now, When you're ready, take a pair of scissors and simply cut the pieces in half between you and separate them. And this is a simple, fun way to cut the energy cords that no longer serve you. While you do this, you can say, I have some blessings that you can practice um, while you cut the cords. And one of them is, I now sever and release any and all energetic cords that do not serve my highest good. I release you and I release me from these binds. All cords are destroyed across all dimensions, times, and planes, never to return again. And another one, 
I hereby banish these energetic cords and recover now all energy that was once lost. My energy flows back to me, filling me once again with vitality and creating new and peaceful energetic boundaries of love and light. And so it is. After you have spoken the blessing and cut the paper, spend some time sitting in a quiet meditation. Feel the energy that has been reclaimed and take the time to reintegrate. Imagine yourself now being cloaked in a luminescent blanket of energetic protection. This coating of light is your energetic boundary. See and feel how this boundary helps you maintain your highest level of energy. Intend that this boundary remain in place as you step confidently forward into your day. So... I'm very sensitive to energy, so I appreciated learning a little bit more about that. So this time, I'm going to talk about the gratitude thing, and it's pretty intense. So be ready to feel grateful (laughs) for all that is yours. (laughs) This time of year, many gifts are given and thanks received. But do we have a habit of saying thank you? Or do we sincerely think? of being appreciative beyond words. Only we as individuals can answer to our own feelings. Only we know that sincerely we feel thanks when we express gratitude for whatever reason. Saying thank you is always wonderful. And we send the words out into the universe. I just believe that if you are present in the moment, you can speak it, you can think it in your mind, Feel it in your heart and even hug the recipient of your gratitude. This will share in a deeper way. That's even better energy that goes into the world. This true deep gratitude will result in increasing the collective energy, the energy of others who are awakened to do the same. Let me start with the meaning and definition. Gratitude is an emotion similar to appreciation. If somebody does something nice for you or gives you a tangible gift in response, you may feel a sense of happiness and thankfulness. This is gratitude. For some people, gratitude is a state of being. It's almost their disposition. Gratitude is both a state and a trait. Like, you can be grateful for someone or something one day. Well, some people experience gratitude more long-term. So it's like a positive character trait. If you think all in all life is good and has elements that make it worth living, that's an acknowledgement that you have received something and that makes you feel grateful. Another stage is to look at it as goodness being outside of ourselves. Like you could be grateful for your creator or for other people, for animals, or for the world, but not for oneself. We recognize the goodness in our lives and who to thank for it. Recognition of the goodness in our lives and then how the goodness came to us, it's a process that improves our lives and ourselves. It can also be a dispositional or state of being. If we practice gratitude as part of our daily lives, then it becomes a character strength. It's important to remember that gratitude is a strength that can be enhanced with awareness and practice. 
Gratitude can help build and maintain relationships with others, resulting in hope, life satisfaction, and more positive behavior towards other humans. Definitely over the years, possessions and health are like expectations for many people, rather than considered to be blessings that are appreciated. Gratitude has for many been replaced by disappointment, anger, and resentment when these expected blessings either do not appear or they disappear. I always hear the word entitled, and that sounds like how people that aren't grateful and feel that things are owed to them are behaving. These people just have a lot further to go to learn the benefits of being grateful. Gratitude is stronger related to well-being. The positive effects of experiencing and expressing gratitude are endless. Gratitude has been found to be beneficially associated with social well-being, emotional well-being, and psychological well-being. So it is no surprise that gratitude is an important predictor of well-being and other desirable life outcomes. Gratitude is beneficial for both individuals and society. It has a domino effect. If you experience gratitude, you're most likely to recognize that in someone else and be more willing to help people who are thanking you more. And that helps you extend to help more people in the future. It's a domino effect. Here are some further gratitude elements and how many religions view the topic. Um, Buddhism. Gratitude is indicated of the concept of dependent origination which implies that everything is interconnected. For Buddhists, awareness of our independent and interconnected existence evokes gratitude for the web of life that sustains us. Judaism. Individuals practicing Judaism may start the day with a short Hebrew blessing thanking God for life. Everything all in one. (laughs) Christianity. Christians denote gratitude to God by stating blessings. These blessings are set in a prayer form or are created for food, family, life, and other blessings that God may grant. An example of showing gratitude for someone, maybe for a birthday gift, you could say, your birthday gift to me makes me overjoyed. I appreciate the length you went in order to find this limited edition book of my favorite author. I value that you know me so well and did this especially for me. (laughs) I love that. Whenever I buy gifts, I always try to know the person, what they were like, what they would like and what they're about and what they have in common with that they're going to appreciate and find useful in their life instead of just a generic card and a flower or something like that. That's always been really important to me. So to improve your gratitude, reflect on how better you can show appreciation to others. Gratitude has a positive affiliation with life satisfaction, forgiveness, and a negative affiliation with substance abuse and neuroticism, as well as as an inverse relationship between gratitude, anxiety, and depression. I know that meditation doesn't demonstrate gratitude towards others, but it does focus the intention on people or things you are grateful for. It indicates appreciation to yourself, which could help to foster even more gratitude. 
Meditation improves your life so much. Just a few minutes a day to be one with your breath. I've seen people who seemingly have everything in life and they still feel like they have nothing. Or some people could not have much at all and still be happy with what they have. That's me. (laughs) So what we've learned in this gratitude has endless benefits for both individuals and society and worth mentioning, proven in positive psychology. It can be identified that many religions practice gratitude and it's a crucial understanding that it can be defined as both a state and a trait. So try to move from a grateful state to a healthy trait. There are various ways to demonstrate gratitude, but it's crucial to convey thankfulness. And remember, you don't have to wait for a holiday to show appreciation. Gratitude is the key to happy life practice at daily, and it can have a snowball effect. And you never know the positive effects your gratefulness will have on others and the future impact it will have on the whole world. We should all experience gratitude in life as a gift. For sure. I'm going to play a little sound bath for you, and then we're going to go into the gratitude meditation. heart-centered gratitude. Gratitude practice can be used to promote a positive mood, hope, and resilience. As we experience positive emotions, such as gratitude, loving kindness, and compassion, our awareness broadens and our creativity and problem-solving capacities blossom and we become more effective in whatever we choose to do. 
To begin, make yourself comfortable right where you are, in any position that feels right at this moment. Breathing easily, allow your eyes to gently close or maintain a soft focus gazing 6 to 12 feet in front of you. Take a slow, deep breath to bring yourself to the present moment and begin the process of feeling more peaceful and centered. Breathe into the belly so it expands as you breathe and it gets smaller as you breathe out. Now take a minute or two to mentally scan your body for any areas where there's tightness, tension, or soreness. And breathe your warm oxygen-filled breath into that area. As you breathe out, let the tension release. Breathe it out into the world. Now, notice any worries, fear, anger, irritation, jealousy, or judgment. Breathe into these emotions, noting them and allowing them to flow out as you breathe out. Take another breath into any uncomfortable emotions and breathe out, releasing them. Breathe in, breathe out. Now, any thoughts of memories, plans, associations, fantasies, anything other than being here, breathing, Just notice those thoughts as you're breathing into them. And as you breathe out, allow these thoughts to flow out with the breath. Recall that if you are listening to this recording, you already have several marvelous gifts. The gift of life itself, the most precious gift. Breathing easy, just realize that someone gave birth to you, as you know. Someone fed you as an infant. Changed your diaper, clothed you, bathed you, taught you to speak and how to understand. Breathe in. Breathe out. The gift of hearing, so you can learn, whether it's the song of a bird, the notes of a band or orchestra, the songs of singing and voices, the sound of your own breath flowing in and flowing out. Keep gently breathing in and out. The gift of a heartbeat, steady, regular, 
moment after moment, pumping fresh life, giving blood to all your organs. Breathe in gratefully for that and breathe out, slow breathing in and out. All think about all the things we have today that make our life easier and more comfortable than they were for our great-grandparents. Wasn't too long ago. Take a deep breath in and release, breathing out. We flip a switch and light appears. We turn the tap and clean, drinkable water flows out. We adjust a thermostat and a room grows warmer or cooler. We have a roof to keep us dry when it rains. Walls to keep out the cold wind. Windows to let in the light. And screens to keep out insects. Breathe in gratefully that we have these things in our lives and breathe out, sharing the gratitude with the world. We enter a vehicle and it takes us where we want to go. We have access to machines that wash our clothes and we have clothes to wear and places to store them. There are many machines that stores our food at just the right temperatures and machines that help us cook it without us having to gather wood. Breathe in the gratefulness and breathe out being thankful for these things that we have. We have indoor plumbing. We have public libraries that have thousands of books and recordings free for anyone to borrow and read. We have public schools that can teach us to read and write. Skills that were available to only the very few just a hundred years ago. Breathe in this realization and be thankful as you breathe out what we do have. Now, with your next breath, take a moment to reflect on all the thousands of people who have worked hard, some without you knowing them and they knowing you at all, to make your life easier or more pleasant. Breathe gently. Some who plant, grow, and harvest our food. That's a good one. Some who transport that food to markets. A team of people who make the roads and railways that make it easier to transport the food. Another team who maintains those vehicles and drivers, loaders, and unloaders that we never even knew. Postal service. Someone who mails, others who deliver our mail, those who maintain the servers so that you can get and send emails and have access to the internet. 
Breathe easy and be grateful for those who design operations and systems for gathering, sorting, and disposing of trash, and recycling some of that trash to make our world a healthier place. Breathe in to those who gather new stories and photos and breathe out to those who create the many mechanisms by which the news can reach you. All those who play sports, art, or music, or plays or poems or films to entertain and uplift you. Breathe out gratefulness. To most of these people you have never met or barely know. Breathe in being thankful for most of these people you have never met or barely know. Now consider the people, the pets. You know who enrich your life. Those who smile at you and cheer you on. Those family, friends, acquaintances, colleagues and peers, those ancestors who worked hard so you could live well, and those friends who support you when you need a shoulder or a hand to hold. Breathe in. Feel the emotional gratefulness. Now take a moment to reflect on your own reasons for feeling grateful in this moment right now. you can notice the feeling of your body and breathe in this place. Rest quietly for several minutes. Notice how you feel throughout your body, emotions, and thoughts compared with before we started this meditation. No judging. Just noticing emotions and thoughts. Gently stretch your hands and arms, feet and legs. If you choose to stand, do so slowly. With practice, 
you can find yourself feeling grateful easily wherever you are. drink of water. I am definitely sending some energetic hugs out to you and I hope you have a marvelous day. I hope I touched your root chakra and opened your heart. It's good for you to do that once in a while. I also wanted to give you some updates of what to expect for maybe next month. And I'm not sure at the moment. I'm trying to have a guest join me, so it'll be a surprise. I'll call it a New Year's surprise. I wish you happy holidays. Stay warm and just know you are truly blessed. The other night, I had some Christmas carolers, which was really uplifting and joyful. They came to my house and knocked on the door. They're called the Dickens carolers. They sang two beautiful Christmas carols, and it was just so nice to have them do that. The community I live in provided that, which is a great blessing that I really appreciate. I don't have much Christmas decorations up. I did put some lights up outside which is really not like me. It was a strange situation. Actually, I'll share with you really quick since I have some time. My best friend in the whole world passed away recently. And the day that she passed away, of course, I did not know. But I found out the next morning. And that day was very strange. I was in Michael's just going to get a few things for Christmas decorations. And I ended up buying a whole bunch of stuff to decorate my front porch like a winter wonderland. With I got white snowballs. I made some big fluffy snowballs, and I bought some bigger ornament-like snowballs. So it looks like it snowed on my front porch, and the lights are out there. And that's just something that I just never do, but it's something that my best friend would totally want to do Like if she was supposed to be coming to visit me. And if she would have been here, that's probably what we would have done. And I just, like, did it, like, without even thinking. And it was just so interesting to me. The next day, waking up, finding out that she had passed the day before, it was it was soul-crushing. Um, but I know that she is with me, and she will always be here in my heart. And she just is so much part of my whole life. We spent so many years together as best friends, and she accepted me and made me feel special always. And anyways, so I actually have Christmas decorations in front of my house, and it was so nice when the Christmas carolers came because I felt festive, and I just, I don't know, it just really helped me lift my spirits during this time of the year when things are not very easy for everybody. But thank you all for listening to me, and I wish you a happy holidays, and I promise I'll have a guest speaker and a really good show next month, okay? And thank you so much. I'll end with some sound healing.
hear all of our previously aired broadcasts of News for the Soul online at newsforthesoul.com. Now let's get back to the show. 